Chapter 19 of Captain Sparkle Pirate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Captain Sparkle Pirate by Nicholas Carter. Chapter 19 Planning the Pirate's Capture. But all this, said Cain, does not track the fellow across the Brinny. I am coming to that. You figure that he has taken her, or is taking her to Anuj. Yes. Why? In the first place, Cain, he must have decided, in his own mind, that this trip of his across the ocean, with Bessie as a passenger on the shadow, is his last and only chance. I should say so, and at the end of that voyage lies his fate. <laughs> well, before he decided to take the terrible risk of capturing Bessie and carrying her away as his prisoner, he must have made up his mind that all outlawry, save that one act upon which his mind was resolved, must be a thing of the past. Perhaps so. Who knows? I think I know. I think I am putting myself in the place of that man. Put yourself in his place is a pretty good maxim. When you wish to get at the real inwardness of an act committed by another. I believe that. Go on, please. When he got away with the shadow and resolved to capture Bessie, he figuratively took the bit in his teeth. I should say he did. But you must not forget that he could not place himself in a worse position than that in which he already found himself, so far as his future and his desires were concerned. In short, old man, he has thought it all over with great calmness, and as calmly he has selected Bessie or death. By Jove, Nick, without her, Life has seemed to him not worth the living, and without having first had an opportunity to explain things to her as they really were, death itself seemed almost impossible. Don't you understand that if he had gone away somewhere and killed himself quietly, that all her life Bessie would have thought of him, if she thought of him at all, as a despicable scoundrel? Well, she would have been pretty nearly right. Granted, but not from his standpoint. Well then, the other side of the picture, which he saw was this. He could capture her. He could take her, a captive, aboard the shadow. He could keep her there, a passenger, a guest, and an unwilling, or perhaps a willing, listener to his plea. In either case, she would have heard it. In either case, he would have an opportunity to explain. In either case, she would be compelled to listen to him. And in either case, she would, in the end, think not so ill of him as she, as she had thought. He believed that he could prove to her, while she was aboard the pirate cruiser, that he was not all bad. He believed that he could convince her that it was because of true love for her that he had dared to do that thing. 
He believed that there might be enough romance in her nature to induce her to listen to him under such circumstances. But she would never have done so else. He believed that there was a possibility that she might really love him, and that love would triumph over all obstacles. But, and here is the crucial point, he believed that if he failed, that if she refused utterly to listen to him, that if she scorned him, she would at least be led to believe in the purity of his motives, and to think of him after his death as one not so utterly bad as she had pictured him. After his death? Why, yes, for if my idea is at all correct, he means to kill himself at the end of the voyage, if he finds that he cannot win her forgiveness and her love. He is a Frenchman, remember. He is romantic. He has staked his entire fortune and his life, as well, upon this throw. And if he loses, he will shrug his shoulders and put a bullet through his brains, as calmly as he stood upon the deck of the shadow and told you that if you resisted him you would shoot and so you think i think nay i almost know that he will take bessie directly to anouche to that chateau of his i think he will treat her as an honored guest i believe that she will suffer no inconvenience and least of all do i regard her as in personal danger and at the end of the cruise of the shadow, I believe that if she so wills it, he will open wide the way for her to go free. Cain was silent for a long time, as were the others, but at last the millionaire raised his head again and spoke. Nick, he said, there is always a chance you may be wrong, right? Isn't there? Yes. Then let us look at both sides of this question. Very well. Suppose that you are all in the wrong. Well, suppose that your conjunctions as to Count Cadillac's ultimate purpose are wrong, and that he has no more idea of taking her to a nude than you have. We won't depart from the original thing, that you believe he will treat her square, for I agree with you about that silk purse and so's ear business. But suppose that his intention is merely to keep her prisoner where she is, on board the shadow, until such time as she will agree to become his wife. Eh? Go ahead, Payne. You have not finished yet. No, I haven't. Suppose all that. Eh? He can live by following up his piratical profession, and the devil himself can catch him. If he is pursued too hotly, he can go underwater and stay there until the pursuit has been drawn off. Granted, what more? Well, there isn't any more. At least, there isn't much more. But suppose all that now, where would you look for him in such a case? That is quite a different question, Max. I know it is, but we've got to answer it. You see, Nick. It goes without saying that we start for Anuj at once. If he is going there with her, he will arrive there before we could possibly do so ourselves. For the shadow is one of the swiftest things I've ever saw in, in the water. She is that. Well, if he is going there, he will be already there when we arrive. 
If he is not going there, where will he be? Somewhere at the opposite side of the world, most likely. But where? My dear fellow, I cannot answer that any more than you can. Well, that is what we have got to consider. And just as sure as you are sitting here, I don't believe we will find him at his chateau. No, man, I don't care a rap how much of a self-purse he happens to be. He's going to give up life and hope and everything else without continuing the struggle as long as there is a possibility of coming out winner. That is quite true. Well, then, the question comes down to this. If Cadillac doesn't take Bessie to Chateau, where shall we look for them? But wait, you need not to reply to that now, for you have not had time to think about it, and you are no more capable of answering it than I am at the present moment. I will change the question. How shall we look for them? I had thought, replied Nick slowly, of taking passage on one of the fastest ocean liners for the other side and hasting direct to Anuj. But your last suggestion puts a different face upon it. There is another and a better way. Now we are getting at it. What is the other and the better way? Remember, I don't care a pecoon what it costs, even if it goes up into the millions. I know that, but I don't think it will approach the millions. What is it? This. You and I will take the midnight train to Washington. In the morning, early, we will call upon the president. We will explain the situation to him, and unless I am greatly mistaken, he will find a way to place the dolphin at our disposal at once. She is at the Washington Navy Yard now. I happen to know that. He will also direct the Department of State to cable all over the world to have the shadow intercepted wherever she may appear. Now you're talking. In that way, we will arrive at Anuj quicker than we could if we traveled by a regular ocean liner, and so had to make part of the journey overland after we arrived in France. We can directly go to Chateau, doubtless. It will not be hard to find. And saying it, yes, it may be that he will have set Bessie at liberty before we get there. We may find that she has gone to Paris or London and is there awaiting us after cabling the fact that she is safe and well. It is possible. Well, I was going to say this. If that should turn out to be the case, what then? What then? replied Nick. Why, then you may return to New York with Bessie, if you like, but you can leave me behind, for I've got an engagement to keep with Count Cadillac. Max, I am going to keep, if I have to search over the whole world to find him, in order to do it. I've got several questions to ask him, and he's got a few answers to give. He has taken one step too far in this business for Nick Carter ever to let up on him. Bully for you, Nick. But I say, suppose, eh? Suppose we should find that Bessie has forgiven him and married him. For a moment, the detective did not reply. But then, very quietly, he said, I think, Max, that we won't try to cross any bridges until we get to them.
end of chapter 19.